Christine Garvin, and welcome back to day two of the 2019 Hormone Summit. I'm so excited that you are here with us and that you've been here with us, and I'm really, really excited about this next interview. Um, I just learned about this woman just a few months ago, and I can't even remember how I came across her on Instagram. I think somebody recommended her to me, and immediately I was like, ooh, she is very interesting. So her name is Katie Beecher, and she is a medical intuitive, which if you don't know what that is, I'm going to actually let her explain that a little bit more in the interview. Um, but really, you know, it's all about sort of figuring out what's going on in your body and um, from a place of connecting to your intuition. And she helps to read that, which is a pretty amazing thing. I've been lucky enough to have a reading with her, and she is incredible. So. Besides me, um, she's also worked with people internationally. She's worked with CEOs. She's worked with celebrities. She's worked with psychologists. So she really knows her stuff, which is super cool because not necessarily everybody out there does. Um, and she also has a background as a licensed professional counselor, which I think is really important in this work because she can bring in um, knowing how to, you know, work with people on a different level. So she's also been featured in Goop, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's online magazine several times, and she's currently a contributor to Kourtney Kardashian's Poosh. So she's a really, really busy lady. Very excited that she's here today to talk to us about intuition and getting your hormones on track. So welcome, Katie. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's actually jump into, I realized as I was doing the introduction, I'm like, not everybody would necessarily know what a medical intuitive is. So tell us what that is exactly. Sure. That's true. Sometimes I say it and people look at me like I have three heads. And <laughs> so a medical intuitive basically can look into people's bodies and energy and tell them about what is going on in terms of symptoms, um, I do it very holistically. So I look at people's physical state, emotional state, um, spiritual state, what's going on with them. I create a report and a painting when I do my readings. And the report contains all sorts of things about, you know, your history, um, trauma that's happened, relationships, family, basically anything that would go into how you're doing. And it's not just people who are sick, it's wellness as well mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of just being able to look into where a person is at um, and help them with any symptoms that we're having they're having but also help them with wellness mm, okay so do most people that you end up working with kind of come to you with with some ailments or sickness that they're trying to deal with most of the time, yes, mm -hmm. and it's varying degrees. Some people come to me with really severe illness, mm -hmm. and sometimes they know what their diagnoses are. Other times, people do not know, and it's sort of the mystery illness thing. And then other people just want to know more about staying, staying well, staying fit, uh, more about their relationships or their spiritual life or connecting with intuition. But no matter what people come to me for, we end up talking about all of it so it's it's really kind of fun yeah yeah I was like that's that's from a holistic standpoint right so so we're here to talk today really about you know hormones and that's obviously something that every woman has to deal with through <laughs> throughout her life um, having them not having them the whole transitions all that kind of stuff so 
really, you know, I'm curious how women can start to connect to their intuition and how that can help them with figuring out their hormones. Certainly. I look at intuition a little bit differently, mm. partly because of my Jungian, Carl Jung background. Mm -hmm. And the way that he thought of intuition was God within. And what I mean by that is this force that knows you completely, it sends you unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Acceptance is different from love because it means that whatever's going on with you, you just say, you know, it's here and I need to deal with it. And it's also a source of protection. So it's a way people can feel safe and then, you know, connecting with guidance. So I believe that everyone has medical intuition. Mm. You don't have to be, you know, it's not a woo-woo thing. You don't have to be some kind of a whatever medical intuitive to have it. And what I mean by that is, so when your kids are sick or when you're sick, you start to feel something and you immediately have to decide, do I need to get some rest? What does this mean? Do I need to take something? Do I need to change my diet? Do What is that? Mm -hmm. So you already, you start to use it and right. people don't think of it that way. They just think, I don't know, maybe they're just so used to doing it, but, or, but when you have kids, you have to think about, you know, what is this crying about? Um, right. What are they trying to tell me? Do, because, you know, pull it on your ear. Is that an ear infection? Do I need to take them to the doctor? Do, so you're using it all the time. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, people think of what I do as, you know, such kind of an out there thing and okay, I get very into it, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not so strange mm -hmm. and it's really about connecting. So what I try and help people with is how to connect, you know, to their intuition and to their body. And it really starts with listening, um, listening to your feelings, not pushing them down. It's so tempting when we don't feel well, right. just, you know what, I'm just not dealing with that right now. I'm going to push it down. Um, or when we feel unpleasant in any way, emotional pain, whatever. And there's a difference between thinking about it and dwelling. Mm -hmm. Dwelling is not helpful, but to say, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. What is this about? Mm -hmm. What is it trying to tell me? If you are empathic, meaning picking things up from other people, which I think we all have some of that, does this have to do with me? Mm. Could I be picking this up from somebody I was just with or mm. my environment or something I just watched on TV or heard about on the radio? You know, where is this coming from? And then you can listen, deal with it, um, and try and figure out what those, either the symptoms or the feelings mean um, and how to go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I don't think a lot of people even comprehend that things that they watch on TV can really impact their health, you know? It, I mean, even though it makes perfect sense when you think about it, but it's just not something that people tend to, to you know, I guess, yeah, think about that much. And it's like because our brain can't necessarily tell the difference between what's real and what's not real when we see it in that way, right? Right, right. Or they go the other way and they think, that they're being impacted so strongly by everything around them right. or by the people around them that they have no power over it. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a big thing these days with, you know, like empaths and like highly sensitive people, right? Is that some people struggle to leave the house because they feel like they take on too much of everybody's right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we have that ability. You know, we have the power. 
mm -hmm. of our sun. That's our energy. Mm -hmm. That's our space. Mm -hmm. And we should never give it over to anyone else. Right. Right. And um, in fact, I had a, a client contact me yesterday who said, I was talking to this energy healer or something, and he told me that I had these four entities around me who mm -hmm. were sort of attacking me. Mm -hmm. And first she said, did you feel anything like that? And I said, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. He said, um, the treatment is going to be really expensive and take four sessions. And, and I said, yeah, just, just stop right there. Right. Um, if four the, sessions, huh? <laughs> to remove right. entities, yeah. <laughs> and he was going to do the removing. Mm, of course. Yeah. Right, you know? And I said, no. I said, if there's anything negative going on, if there's any, you know, energy in your body, you can do something about that. You can. Yeah. And don't give your power over to anyone. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I just want to go off on that tangent because I think it's really important too. So do you recommend to people to like do sort of like energy clearings on themselves a decent amount of the time or, you know, so that doesn't happen. So things don't I, attach to us. See, I'm not, I'm not really a big believer in attaching. Gotcha. I'm just, yeah. I'm not saying it never happens, mm -hmm. but I'm saying that I think people give too much credence to that because it's easier to blame things on other people or other energy than to take responsibility ourselves. That's so true. <laughs> say, you know what? This is something that I brought on, or this is something I can control. Right. And, and I need to, you know, if this person's irritating me or whatever, I need to do something about it. I need to stop that relationship or change it, or I need to get out of that job or I need to. Mm. And it's so much easier to say, Oh, you over there, you can fix this for me. Mm. This must be some force or this, or something else instead of taking responsibility and saying, you know what, I need to deal with this. Right. So, yeah. We're, and we're at a time in history, right. Where we all kind of need to step up and take care of our own shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world will change, right. Because it's we yeah. putting it on others to, to change things, but really it has to be and, and start within. Right. Exactly. And I love energy healing. I mean, I'm, I love Barbara Brendan healing. I love Reiki mm -hmm. and, but what I love about those things is that you work with the healer and they, they help strengthen you mm. and what's in you to help you um, either fight off negative stuff or whatever it is, but they work with you. It's not doing it for you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to hormones, because yeah. it's a like, <laughs> huge, huge thing, right? Like what, yeah. I mean, how would you guide women around that? Well, you know, when I started to prepare the, the questions for this, I was thinking about, okay, so there's, there's the sex hormones, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but then there's all these other hormones too, you know, the thyroid hormones and yeah. the adrenals and the, dear God, I, I looked it up and there's about 50 of them yeah. that our body makes. Um, and they all interact with each other. So, and then they all, they do different but similar things. So, again, my first thought is to pay attention to how you feel. Um, we're all different people. And as you, I'm sure know, you can go get your hormone levels tested and some, you know, some number on one person can feel totally different on another person. Yeah. And, and I'm a big believer in quality of life and doing what's right for you. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's, it's starting with um, how you feel, what makes sense to you. I'm, a huge believer in being as natural as possible mm -hmm. and keeping as many toxins out as you can. Um, so 
if you can do, um, you know, bioidenticals, if that's the direction that you feel drawn to. Um, there's nothing, I, I work with some women who say, I'm really afraid to do hormone replacement because I've heard all these horror stories. And, and it's, I, it's based off of the, the chemical based ones. Right, right. Or even sometimes the, the natural ones yeah. with, you know, breast cancer history. And I always say, do not let fear make your decisions for you. That's Get as much information as you can. Talk to as many people as you can. Um, talk to trusted professionals. Just get as much information as you can because you don't want to walk around with symptoms of low hormones because your life is not pleasant if you can't sleep and if you're a bitch. Yeah. And, if, you know, it's just it's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Um, and, and really, as you know, again, different delivery systems are different. Um, I did not have luck with testosterone cream, mm. for example. And about a month and a half ago, I got the pellet. Mm. into my butt um and i've been really happy with it ah uh, yes I so, think that's so important too right is that i think sometimes people try one form or one thing and they're like oh my god it was horrendous and then they say i'm never doing that again but you do have to it, it is a little trial and error because we all are individual right totally yeah totally. and, and then that's that you brought up i love that you brought up about thyroid and adrenals, you know, because I try and tell my clients all the time, like, first, we need to start with the gut, right? We got to make sure that the gut is working. And then it's like, well, yeah, where are your adrenals? Where are your thyroid? And that's kind of before you even tap into the sex hormones, it's, you want to look at all of that, you know? Exactly. And I do know that people struggle with their doctors, because a lot of times their doctors are like, everything's fine, right? But I think that's a perfect example of when to really trust your intuition right because most women will go to the doctor and the doctor will say well everything looks fine and they're like but I don't feel right you know yeah. go with that right and sometimes that means you're gonna have to work with you're gonna have to search out a good practitioner and you might have to work with several until you get there absolutely following your intuition right absolutely and somebody who it took me a while to find somebody that I really liked who was I felt comfortable doing the, the pellets and things and there's different kind of pellets so there's different you know unfortunately there's the amount of information out there is overwhelming it is and so working with someone like you or someone like me can be super helpful because we help people connect to their intuition help people connect with the physical stuff and you know I help people find practitioners who I trust and because yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's half the battle sometimes right it's women know something is wrong, but it's like, who, well, you know, how do I figure out what's going to work for me? And also, you know, I don't know if this is something that you come across, but, um, it, yeah, it will be an investment, you know, it will, it will be an investment. And I think we need to switch our brains around from, okay, so we've had this insurance for so long that's covered us in ways that don't even help a lot of times, you know, and, you know, a lot of times if you're chasing after things, you end up you end up spending more on copays and all kinds of stuff too over years than if you just make that investment to go with somebody you know good and yeah and do what needs to be done yeah all the time and even you know something like a Dutch test which is a mm -hmm. very um, intricate hormone test mm -hmm. um, insurance doesn't cover that right but the amount of information you get is amazing. So. It's amazing, yeah, and we'll be talking about the Dutch test later in the week sure, um, sure. on this um, 
hormone summit because I do think it's such an important one, you know? And so, um, a lot of women don't even know about it yet because their doctors don't know about it. So yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's so many things that come up for me around it, but really thinking about like using your intuition, even when you research stuff, right? Like, yeah. okay, does this sound right or not? And I know for me, sometimes I can get caught up like um, recently um, I, I had heard about the carnivore diet a while ago, but for some reason I fell down this rabbit hole of the carnivore diet, you know, and I'm reading all these things and it's just like, Oh my God, it's, you know, it's amazing. And, blah, 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 and you can get so pulled into that. But then I had to, you know, step back and really connect with, okay, well, how does that feel to my body? Right. Right. I'm so not a believer in protocols, yeah, not, including diets yeah. because you really, again, this gets into intuition and, um, and even hormones too, because what you eat, mm -hmm. your hormones and your gut and, and the whole thing. So if you're listening to what your body wants and chewing your food and listening as you're chewing and listening after you eat the food, your body will tell you what it needs and what you are sensitive to and what works really well with it. And just saying, well, everyone should eat one way. That doesn't make sense. Right. At all. Yeah. And our bodies are really a biofeedback system. Like you were just saying, if you really pay attention to those, to the digestive process and right. what you crave, I mean, your body will tell you a whole lot of stuff for sure. Definitely. Um, so what are some ways I'm just curious about, you know, the, some of the spiritual aspects of, of hormones and, and how we can kind of, I guess, work like, I guess, what, what does it come down to sometimes when we have things off in our body in general, whether that's our hormones or something else? Like, do you think that there's a spiritual component to that sometimes, too? Huge. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the basis of the work I do. Um, it's really, I believe that our symptoms, mm -hmm. um, including if we have an accident or something like that, those are all signals from our intuition. Mm. that we are not following our path, that we're not listening, that we're not taking care of ourselves, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So if your hormones are out of balance, if anything is just not, not sinking, that's your intuition's way of saying you need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And you either, again, need to eat healthy, you need to get rest, you need to take care of yourself, you need to get away from this person who's annoying the shit out of you, you need to do something different. And, um, and some people will come to me and say, you know, I want some supplements and let me know what I need to do. And then, and we get so much deeper and I ask about, well, what about this with your marriage or what about this with work? And they say, I didn't make the connection. Mm. So um, then they find out that they have to do the, the hard work. Right. They're like, <laughs> I wanted to take right. a pill. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Um, and, and that's where it gets down to taking responsibility, you yeah. know, again. Um, but our, our hormones and, and everything we do, you know, spirituality is such a big part of our life. And a lot of people don't really know even what I mean when I talk about the spiritual impact of things or spiritual root causes, because a lot of people have heard of stress, how stress mm -hmm. impacts your health and the cortisol and, and that whole thing. 
Um, and, and emotional and spiritual can overlap mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, um, when I talk about something has a, having a spiritual impact, what I mean by that is that it can influence our energy, mm -hmm. um, our relationship with our intuition, our relationship with ourselves. It can influence our life purpose. Mm -hmm. So it has, it's a lot deeper than just emotions on a surface level. And um, it it still can, you know, affect mood and, and self-esteem and things like that. But again, that all it all overlaps. So I think it's harder to define the spiritual relationship. But when I when someone comes to me and they say that they they just feel off, they don't feel like themselves, they don't feel like they're connected, I always ask about do you even know you have intuition? You know, what is your, what is your spiritual relationship? Um, how do you connect with your intuition? What do you, you know, what do you do? So, because if we, if we don't, we feel very alone. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. Yeah. yeah. Very open in the world. So, um, so I feel like I'm going off at a tangent a little bit. Hopefully I'm not. Um, no, I think that's great. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. So, um, I think that, and, and again, hormones influence like our romantic relationships and our, our sexual selves and our, and all that. So if those are off, um, and then also, you know, acne and, and skin. And so if, if our, if we have too much testosterone or whatever is causing the acne, we don't want to um, relate to people. And actually that's a really good one. That's a really good one to use because your skin is reflective of your inner emotions mm -hmm. and and I've had people actually who get some sort of rosacea or acne or some sort of skin thing, and they often have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I can definitely speak to that personally. <laughs> but it's not necessarily – like it's kind of a chicken egg thing mm. because it's do you get that skin thing um, to then be able to say, you know what, I don't want to show myself to the world. Right, right. You know – um, or did that cause a social anxiety? And I don't think it really matters. It's right. just look at the whole thing in totality and, and what it's doing and how it's impacting your life and think about healing and loving yourself and, and getting past that so that you can balance all the stuff going on in your body. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it makes me think about, you know, trauma that we have as kids, right? Or, I mean, this is going off a little bit, but um, I'm working with a somatic therapist right now, and we're even talking about um, precognition, mm. which, you know, that not everybody's going to be into that belief system, but if you are, you know, that, like, even trauma can happen at that point, you know, and so we've got ancestral trauma, we've got, you know, um, just, yeah, let past lives, if you believe in that trauma, we've got what happened to us. Is, we've got so much as adults, I think, like that, you know, that happens. Um, but I also believe in the opposite side is that we're super resilient, right? That, that's why we're still here. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we can get bogged down in the trauma because it's just so much, but we have this other side of things. But um, I mean, do you think that if people don't deal with their trauma on some level that they're probably going to have issues with their hormones. Yes, yeah. absolutely. A thousand percent. Because I mean, not to mention the whole cortisol mm -hmm. 
you know, if you bury your emotions, then you, what I find interesting about trauma is it's not, at least in my, my experience, mm-hmm. it's not so much that people relive the traumatic experience mm-hmm. that they're terrified of it happening again and that they can't do anything about it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not even identifying with that because they, they are in the past. And so they think it's about that previous experience mm-hmm. and they're not identifying with the fact that, Oh my gosh, like sometimes they do as well, but, but you're either living in the past or the future, mm-hmm. so not living with how powerless you feel right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you are feeling anxious all the time, of course there's cortisol and things going on, but what's happening on an even deeper level is everything gets shut down in your body. Mm-hmm. You can't just push down painful stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything gets shut down. Mm-hmm. And for example, and this relates to female hormones, um, it's very difficult to be creative mm-hmm. when you're dealing with trauma and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of a weird thing that happened with my female organs. Uh, I was going through a really stressful time in my life um, and in a, another former life. And I'm an artist too. And I've been painting every day. Mm-hmm. So while I was doing all the trauma, I stopped painting because I just mm-hmm. very depressed and very preoccupied and got very much into victim mode or whatever you want to call it. So started having this really bad abdominal pain and it went on for about a year didn't know the cause, had a zillion traditional medicine scans and appointments. They did a couple surgeries even, took out my appendix, found a weird cancerous tumor, but that was not the cause of the thing. Um, yeah, nobody knew what it was, kept wanting to do expensive tests, and finally I was just like, yeah. So my gynecologist finally could figure, could feel something strange about my uterus, still no idea what it was. And I finally, you know, I'd done having kids. I kind of said, just take it out. I can't, I can't live like this. I was in bed with this pain. It was like so bad. And um, so get out of the surgery. She said, okay, well, I had to take one of your ovaries too. And I said, okay. She said, I've never seen this before. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, it's me. Um, <laughs> my, my fallopian tube had wrapped itself around my uterus and choked it off. Oh my God. Whoa. So to me, I immediately said, oh, I know what that is. She goes, well, you need to tell me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I said, yeah, I was painting every day and I stopped painting and the uterus is the center of creativity. So my, it physically, it was reflective of what I had done, which is shut off my creativity. Uh-huh. And she sort of just, like, you know, we knew each other pretty well by then. And she sort of just looked at me like, okay. <laughs> But and I said, well, I guess that could make sense. But I knew immediately. Yeah. And so, you know, your hormones get shut off. Your your creativity gets shut off because you're living with this stress all the time. And nothing was happening. And then it, that's all connected with your female power, that second chakra yeah. stuff. Um, you know, so you just, you lose, you just feel totally helpless. And when you're in bed with pain, you are totally helpless. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know. It's just, oh, man. It just keeps building on itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and probably a lot of people that are watching know that, you know, I had this fibroid um, that seemed to come out of nowhere and, you know, grew relatively fast. And um, pretty early on, I was like, okay, so what are, you know, the spiritual, I'm I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like spiritual aspects of a fibroid. And, you know, it, it made a lot of sense to me of, there's a couple different 
ideas around it, but, you know, basically like, um, your, it is your creative seat and it's also, um, the left ovary I think is, is your feminine and then the right is the masculine. And so like, you know, mine was more towards the right and that kind of pushing that, like I was pushing too much in my life. Right. So it was like, I was doing doing creative stuff technically, but really I was, I was in this pushing mode of too masculine and not enough of connecting to the feminine flow of things. And it's allowing for that. Right. And I also was feeling um, a stuckness around my, it was both work and creativity together, but I was feeling stuck. Like I wasn't getting anywhere. And so of course this fibroid forms because of this super stuck feeling, you know, and it just, it was like, I, I think that that, I mean, there's so many levels of that happening in women's lives, especially with the expectation that we do so, so, so much, you know, that we have super successful careers, that we have super successful families, that we, you know, look a certain way, our bodies are like buff, that we eat all these things. Um, and then, I mean, our bodies are just like, no, this is not, this is not the way the feminine is supposed to be, right? It's way too much. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting about that is that um, of all my blog posts, I wrote a blog post about fibroids and spiritual connection. And to this day, that's the most uh, looked at blog. So there's a lot of women out there that, that understand that these things are connected. Right. It also gets into fertility, the spiritual yes. aspect of fertility too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I work with people on fertility mm-hmm. and Sometimes I do see fibroids or I see endometriosis or I see whatever PCOS stuff. But then I also get into, well, you know, how's your relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, do you really want this, this baby? Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. Right. Is there trauma that you think could be impacting your ability to be a good mom? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have people who have had cancer in the past who are afraid that if they have a baby, it's going to bring back the cancer. Like it's yeah. interesting what our bodies do to us, what our minds do to us. Right. Um, and so all of those feelings and the fears and your underlying intuitive knowing mm-hmm. that your relationship is not good and that you should not be bringing a baby into the relationship, all that, that all affects your hormones, which affects mm-hmm. your fertility. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, yeah, women won't even admit to themselves that they're having those fears or those emotions, right? right? It's just like, no, this is what I've planned on doing, or this is what I want. I mean, I know that, like, I've made the plan, so I'm going to do this, you know, whether it feels right anymore or not. Yeah. Um, or they just get caught up in being so depressed because they can't yeah. have a baby, or yeah. just feeling like, what's wrong with me, or am I being punished, or instead of, what do I really want? Like, what is really going on with my feelings? Right, right, absolutely. Well, you brought up endometriosis, which I think is a you know really interesting thing to think about because that it seems like it's um, being diagnosed. I mean, I think it's being diagnosed a lot more than it used to be. I don't know if we have it more than it right, used to be right. or not. But you know, yeah. What do you see any like particular trauma connection to that? Or I do find um, endometriosis um, anything in that area. You know, the fibroids. It, the um, ovarian cysts, such a huge connection with that and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And it does make logical sense if you, if you think about it, that you feel like 
you as a female is somehow flawed is somehow if you if you think about the the spiritual aspects of sexual abuse or you know sexual assault is that we we try to take responsibility for it because it feels better than feeling helpless even though it's not our we didn't do anything to cause it It, um and especially if it starts at a young age you know if there's incest or if there's sexual abuse as a child because the abuser tells you they they blame it on you it's this big mind game and so and then it's this big secret you know there's all the shame attached to it Mm -hmm. so you you learn to shut down your intuition Mm. learn to shut down your feminineness you there's a fear of if i'm attractive what if this happens again because i was told that it's because i was pretty or whatever that's happened to me so um i think it I, what I see when I look into these people's bodies is this this energy that kind of is festering. It goes around in, in circles, and, mm. and it's not healthy energy, and then it never escapes. Right, right. Painful feelings that never get out. And, of course, if you think about what um, an overgrowth or a, a growth of damaging cells are, it's just this sort of festering of a right. of a mass and... So thinking of it that way, it makes sense that you'd have this unhealthy cell growth, yeah. basically. Yeah. So do you recommend for people in those situations to go get, um, to go work with a therapist, get some kind of, get some kind of help? Or do you feel like they can? Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I think people really need support. I think trying to do it ourselves is, it's noble, but we don't have to. And it's, you need somebody to look at you in a loving, supportive way from the outside because it's so easy to think that we're not doing it well enough or be hard on ourselves or just whatever. Um, but I do think it's really important to to get support and help. And, um, and you know, my, my healing from the eating disorder, uh, I started with a Jungian counselor. And Jung is all about trusting your intuition and connecting with your body and and self-love and things like that and using symbolism, Mm -hmm. which partly why I love it. But, um, but there's all different kinds of of therapy, like EMDR um, is great. There's a lot of different, a lot of different modalities, but I think it's really important to just say, you know what, I need some help with this and some support and it's okay. Yeah. And I think that's so, you know, it's, it's important too to think about even using your intuition with a therapist, right. And being okay. Okay. I'm going to try this person out. They may or may not work. But Definitely. one of the things that I, you know, it, 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 what I've kind of learned with working with my intuition and getting a little bit better at it over time is I learned of this somatic therapist from a friend and yeah. she told me about her and right away my body was like, yes. Yeah. It just was that. Yeah. And, and it was funny because she had a two month wait list. And she said, oh, if you find someone else, that's totally fine. And I said, no, I'm waiting for you. I just knew, you know, and this, literally the second I walked in there, I was like, okay, this, this is my woman for sure. You know? Versus in my 20s, I did therapy. And literally the entire like three and a half years I worked with a woman, I was like, meh, you know. And so, you know, it, it, it's, I was young, that's fine. And, and I learned stuff from that situation too. But I also love my therapist definitely. Um, 
is supportive and not just supportive, but really encourages working with my intuition and learning how to do these things so that I can keep doing them on my own and I don't need her forever too. That's, that's the key. Like my, I think my most impactful thing, that was not a great sentence, but the most <laughs> impactful thing I do with people is help them build up themselves and trust their own intuition because I don't ever want someone substituting my intuition for theirs. Right. Right. I want them to feel strong and them to be able to say, this feels right to me or this doesn't. And this is what I need to do to take care of myself or because that's what they take out into the rest of the world. Yeah. How you heal. Absolutely. And it's really stepping into your feminine power, right? Because the old patriarchal way is somebody else telling you, what's right or wrong for you, a doctor telling you what's right or wrong for you, and you going by what they say, right? And we're breaking down that whole paradigm right now and learning how to step into what is truly our feminine power, which is connecting to our intuition. So I'm just like... (laughs) Even for men, I mean, it's it's all really important to trust your intuition. I think women have been, you know, you hear female intuition. Yeah. Um, But I think... It's really important, especially starting at a really young age with kids, teaching them what's their intuition. What does this mean? How do I trust myself? It's so important. So can you tell us one way that you recommend for women to start connecting to their intuition? Sure. So my favorite way, I think I taught you, um, my favorite way is to think of your intuition as a person that you're having a conversation with. Um, You You can also do this with your body. So talking to your body or talking to your intuition and to physically write down a question or comment or your feelings and then just sit and wait for what you hear and feel and write that down and write back to it with your answer. Wait for that comment again, write that down, write back to it. So have a written dialogue with your intuition and it's so much more powerful to do it in writing because it helps you to focus. It becomes a meditation, quiets a lot of that gook that is in our head. <laughs> and when we use our arm, um, our arm and hand, it involves our body automatically. So we're getting intuitive information from our bodies. And it's not necessarily just words. You could see a picture, you could see colors, you could see a symbol. Whatever it is that you're getting, um, just pay attention to that. And you don't have to do it for a long time. Sometimes I just say, you know, is there anything you want to tell me? And it can be a five minute thing, mm-hmm. but just to start allowing, allowing your feelings, allowing um, yourself to feel, to not push things down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's no right or wrong way to do that. The only rule I have is just don't overthink it. So, you know, don't worry about, is this my intuition? Am I making this up? Right. Just go with That's a really good point. Yeah. And I've made it a practice. I like to, I don't always get a chance to do it in the morning, but I like to do it in the morning. And I like to actually, cause you know, I have woods that surround um, me, the, the Blue Ridge mountains. And so I like to take my notebook out there uh-huh. and a good place to sit, you know, because nice. for me, that space, I can get out of my head just naturally a little bit more nice. and then really get into it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, I highly recommend people do it because it's, it really is a, such a powerful yet simple process. You know, it's just, it's making it part of your day. It is. It is. And when I learned it, I was 16. Um, 
I didn't even know what my intuition was. Mm. Wow. And I can honestly say that doing that is what not only saved my life, but um, helped cure me from bulimia. Wow. Like, you that's have a lot in your life, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's more than anybody else, but... Sure. I guess we all have, but it's, yeah, I mean, that's why you're a healer. I mean, I right. think right. most healers, you know, definitely, they, they go through some things in their lifetime. So that's yeah. how to, yeah, how to help guide others. So exactly. that's, that was why, you know, that's why I recovered. I know it's cause I, so I could do this work and yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Well, so tell us a little bit more about where we can find you. Cause I know some people are definitely gonna be like, I need to talk to her. Sure. So my website is katiebeecher.com. Mm-hmm. That's the best way and the easiest way you can write to me. You can make an appointment right on my website. Uh-huh. You can also sign up for my mailing list, um, and I have some events coming up, um, different places, but some in New York City in the fall. Fun. And um, I'm working on a book, so I'm not sure when it's going to be out, but that's in the works about um, that. What I do, helping people connect with intuition, connect with their bodies, using some of the techniques that I use in my readings at home, nice. things like that. Um, you know, helping you heal as an individual versus using protocols. Yes, yes. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Um, it's just Katie Beecher Medical Intuitive. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put all of this in the notes for the show too, so people can click on through and find cool. their way. Yeah. Um, that's really awesome that you're going to be in New York. I'm jealous for people living in New York. And <laughs> you see clients internationally too? By, by... I don't know. I see um, probably 99% of my clients I see online. Okay. Either Skype, FaceTime, whatever. And mm-hmm. I create the four page report mm-hmm. um, with just knowing someone's name and age. Oh, wow. Without knowing anything else about them. Um, I don't like to know anything else about them. And then I also create a symbolic painting with watercolor. That's amazing. So I send the report and painting before we meet. And then during the meeting, I also get more information from my guides and we talk about everything. People can ask questions. There's, you know, no limit on the subjects. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely highly recommend. So Katie, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was amazing. I know that, um, you know, so many women are just going through so many ups and downs with health right now, with their hormones, and really trying to figure things out. And, you know, my big goal with this summit is to just help educate women on these different facets so that they really know, you know, know what to do because we haven't been taught about our hormones at all (laughs) but I think yeah this was so important because it really does come back to your intuition it does always comes back to well how does this make me feel when I hear this thing when I'm told this thing when I you know see this thing when I try this food or the supplement and so that's really that that's base right we need that at base so so thank you so much it was a pleasure yay all right so we will see you guys tomorrow for day three of the hormone summit we have lots of good stuff to come up this week including talking about the dutch test and bioidentical progesterone a couple things that came up today so um i hope that you guys enjoyed it and we will see you soon bye